for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. I'm going to give you a list of things and I want you to think of what they all have in common. So we're going to start with the book on the table next to your bed, three semesters of college, the laundry, your photo albums, or however you organize your photos, your retirement fund, and the Crazy Horse Memorial in South Dakota. So three cheers for you if you already realized the common thing is that they're all unfinished at the moment. And if you don't know about that Crazy Horse Memorial, it was in response to Mount Rushmore. They started building this in honor of Crazy Horse, who was a Native American leader. But unfortunately, the artist who started it died in 1982, so it's unfinished. And some of these things are never, ever finished, like having all your photos organized, right? It's so interesting that nearly all of us, probably you too, can't stand anything unfinished. These things tug on our minds, either with an urge to get them done or a load of guilt that we haven't done them yet. What are some of the things that are unfinished in your life? This is the thing. In midlife, we have decades of unfinished things that have piled up in the back of our mind. So our age and stage is a good time to address this whole issue. Maybe you have a home improvement project. Like we have been painting the interior of our home this year. Actually, mostly my husband has been doing it. And all of our top and main floors got done, but some of it is unfinished. And so we still need to do the basement stairwell. One of the things we had to deal with is that we have this entry with 20-foot ceilings. So my hubby talked me into getting scaffolding to reach it and paint it himself. I actually wanted to hire someone, but he insisted he could do it. So he got the scaffolding. He got like 90% of it done, but he couldn't reach over the stairs with the scaffolding. So then he got like our 10-foot ladder and reached as far as he could, and we still had this eight foot by three inch section at the top of the wall that he could not get to. And so it was just like that for like a month. And every time I'd walk through there, I'd look up and just kind of laugh at that little strip that we couldn't get to. Well, finally, he decided to borrow a 20 foot ladder from a neighbor and got up there and got that last little bit. So it's all done. <laughs> Maybe you have some kind of craft or holiday project that you started and haven't finished I think we all have some anxiety about decades of photos that want organizing. And those are some tangible examples, but there's also things that are more in our heads, like not completing a course that you bought or not finishing your plan to meal prep for the coming week. Why does it feel so terrible to have something unfinished? It really does seem like our brains are designed to hang on to anything unfinished and keep bringing it up in hopes that it will finally get done. There's even a psychological concept called the Zygernick effect that suggests that when we don't finish something, our mind will remember it even more than when we get something done. 
So the participants were able to recall details of interrupted tasks, like 90% better than the tasks that they had completed. So it seems that when we don't finish up, we have this innate desire or urge to complete a task that keeps coming up in our memory until we get it done. And then when it's completed, our mind allows us to forget it. That's the theory anyway. Most of the advice you get to handle this situation is to go finish those things up so you don't have anxiety about them, so they aren't draining your energy. But I'm going to offer you a contrary opinion that might serve us even better to actually lean in and accept that life is actually always unfinished business. Remember, it isn't the unorganized photo albums that are causing us discomfort. It's our thoughts about those things that we aren't done with that cause us to feel something. We always think that when we're done with it, it's going to make us feel better. But I've noticed that getting something done can feel good for a little bit. But then if I've been living in this pattern, it's just automatic for my mind to then move on to the next thing that isn't done and start nagging me about that one. So we can just get in this perpetual state of always having something in the back of our mind that's creating some guilt and pressure to go work on the next thing. What's something you think you should have finished by now? And how do you feel when you think about it? Can you get to the thoughts that are coming up? For example, let's think about photos. I have 11,656 photos and videos on my phone right now and probably twice that many on my computer from the past, and 20 albums full of photos that I want to get digitized. I want to get them organized online somehow, and I haven't even started. Well, how do I feel? I feel irresponsible. That's how I feel, because I'm the mom, and these photos are priceless and irreplaceable, and my grown-up kids might love to have access to all of them, and my grandkids would get a sense of family and belonging if I could share them easily. And all those reasons are my thoughts about it. If you're ever wondering what your thoughts are, just ask yourself, I feel this way because, and then whatever that because is, are your thoughts creating your feelings? So when I decide that I really do want to get started on that photo project now, then I'll probably start with that list of 15 questions about motivation from episode 22, and I'll figure out why I haven't been motivated to do it yet. But until that day, I don't want to feel guilty and irresponsible about it. And here is the most peaceful realization that I came to lately. I came to see that God is perfect and all-powerful, and yet he isn't done or finished with his work. He is never done with his work. He is eternally unfinished. His work is loving and guiding us, our immortal and eternal souls, endlessly forever and ever. And his work is creating and managing a limitless universe that is constantly expanding. He will never be done with that. And he is peaceful and joyful. He isn't anxious or guilty about all the things that have yet to be done. So even a perfect being is never done with their to-do list. So I can stop being uneasy about having unfinished work. Having things that are not done is going to be my eternal state, so I might as well learn to glory in it now. And here's the secret. God declared, I am 
not I'm done. So we can find our peace and joy by focusing on who we are and who we're becoming instead of what we get done. And we can learn to feel joy through existence and being and progressing and experience and working, not just in finishing. It's all about loving the process, what we get to do as we get involved in the work or the project or the activity before us. And essentially, we become more confident. Confident because we're feeling fully engaged and enthused about what we're doing. So let's talk about when you're discouraged about things that you haven't finished yet, how to learn to love the process. So here's what we can do about it. Let's stop seeing the goal or the end result as the purpose. The process is the purpose. What you experience along the way and who you become through the process. The experience is the purpose. And of course, the result or achievement of a goal is for sure valuable. It's a marker of our progress, and it's a time for celebrating the process that we went through to achieve it. For example, if someone decided to train for a marathon, like finishing up that marathon isn't just about getting the race done that day. It's about all the things you learned and experienced training and the discipline and all of those good things you learned along the way. So I want to be sure that you don't misunderstand. I am definitely a goal-oriented person. I have big goals I'm working toward, and I encourage my clients to set big goals if they want to. But I truly, deeply believe that we are way, way, way more likely to achieve those goals when we're loving the process all along the way. I mean, that's the real source of motivation, is to want to do the work, not just to want to have the outcome. This is something I help clients with, to not only set goals and understand how to get the right things done, but to enjoy the journey of getting to those results. So who we become in the process is a main part of the purpose, which is a person who is even more capable and competent to take on bigger goals, as well as becoming a more peaceful and joyful person in the middle of it all. The other important thing is to realize many things are unfinished for us because we truly do not have time to do everything right now. So it's okay to shelve some things without guilt. Here's a quote that I keep very close to me because it's something that I need to remember all the time. We can choose anything, but we can't choose everything. This is an unchangeable fact of life on earth. So I have a true story about something that happened to me that ties in with this. The last house that we lived in was on the other side of Springville, and we lived there for 11 years. We had three quarters of an acre and a big vegetable garden. I love gardening and I love being outside. So every spring I couldn't wait to get started and I would prepare the soil and plant the seeds and then keep weeding and watering and watching out for those bugs. And it was so fun to see things sprout and grow. And then I loved eating the fresh produce and having all organic stuff right out of our garden. At the same time, I never ever had a garden that was perfect. There was always some vegetable that didn't grow well or got overrun with bugs or weeds. I was always working and busy with my family and church and my job, so my garden was never picture perfect. I loved the time I spent out there. It was very peaceful and restoring. We had this spot at the foot of the mountains, and it was just beautiful, but 
Judging by my garden, maybe I was never finished. I never really reached the goal of a perfect garden. And so as much as I enjoyed it, there was also a little bit of garden guilt because I always felt there was more I could be doing to make it better and be a better steward of that garden that we had. So I had a very transformational experience once at the end of the season. The frost was coming on and I was out in the garden cleaning it up. And there were so many rotten tomatoes and dried up beans and bug-eaten kale. And I just got overwhelmed with the feeling that I'd been so wasteful and irresponsible and ineffective to see all that wasted produce and just throw it into a pile to rot. I felt like I should have canned or frozen it all to preserve it some way or shared it with other people. It felt like I didn't finish up and make use of it all. And I cried and cried because it was such a manifestation of how I felt in my life in general. I was working so hard at my job and with my teenagers and with my own personal growth, and I wasn't getting the results I wanted. And I felt like I was doing it all wrong and failing and wasting my time. And this sense of waste and futility was so strong in my life and in my garden. So I'm out in my garden just sobbing while I yanked up all these dead plants and hurling them into a compost pile. And God used that to teach me something so profound. He helped me understand none of this is wasted. It's all going into that compost pile and it will be there to help grow the next harvest. Nothing is wasted. It's going to be rich soil for the next harvest. And I felt so strongly that all the hard things in my life that seemed incomplete and unresolved weren't a waste. They were going to be fuel and nourishment that I could use for all the things I could do and experience in the future. It was such a breakthrough, and I don't use that word lightly. And the main blessing of my garden was all the joy and peace I got while growing it. Often it was my retreat, my place to reset and think through things. And enjoying the miracle and wonder of these tiny dry seeds growing into beautiful plants. And then enjoying the things that we did eat through the summer. And I also learned so many practical things about how to grow food. I became a gardener. So much good came through the process of growing the garden. Now that really helps me remember to not get in despair because I haven't reached the end goal yet. I haven't finished things up or done it perfectly. There isn't any end anyway. It's going to be eternal progress from here on out, so I might as well get used to it and love being in the middle of the process, even when it always feels unfinished. So remember, the power is in the process. Take a look around and find something in your life that you can come to peace with being unfinished. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Do you know you can live in a more joyful emotional state and more powerful creation of your desires than ever before? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them and to create the motivation and energy to make the right things happen. In the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. So let's plan a call and talk about what you want in your life and how coaching can help you get it. 
you can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at Vana Davis on Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time. 